You know, there's two things, or two things that God wants from us more than anything else. He, he wants faithfulness and He wants obedience. Obedience. Anybody know what obedience is? Obedience just simply means listen and do what God tells you to do. So many people have a problem with that. They don't have time. They don't have a problem, Brother Mark, of listening, but they have a big problem of doing. Thank God for the Holy Spirit this morning that I've already felt here this morning. I can tell you, I'm thankful that I'm able to be here this morning, halfway anywhere or whatever, to be behind a familiar place that I've been behind for 24 years, and that's sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's nothing I love any more than to share the gospel that God has called me and given me the ability and the calling to do. There's nothing I'd rather do any better than to do that to people that wants to hear it. You know, Paul wrote to Timothy one time over in Timothy, and he said there'll come a time that they will not endure sound doctrine. Amen, that just simply means there'll come a time that yeah. you don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. Come on, brother. We're, that time has come, Brother yeah, Dean. Come on. There's more people that don't want to hear the truth than there is that does want to hear the yeah. truth. Thank God for the Word this morning. Yeah. And we ask this morning that you be obedient to God. And me and my surgeon, we pretty good. He's just not my surgeon, but he turned out to be a great friend of mine. I love him and he loves me. And we both share, we both share our Christianity. When I was up there in Louisville, I had an opportunity laying there when he was getting ready take me back to surgery. Had an opportunity to witness to some guys there. Well, not just guys, but a woman came in, a nurse, and a man came in, a nurse, and they were really nice, and I had a chance to witness to them. And then after I come out of the surgery, and I woke up there, and I just woke up just like that. Usually I wake up a little sick when I've been put under. I don't think I ever feel any better in my life. Yeah. Wasn't a hurting that, and I guess that was some of the medicine they gave me. But there's a nurse sitting there, a young nurse sitting there, and she looked over at me. I said, how are you doing? She said, I'm doing good. She said, how are you doing? I said, well, I feel great. And me and her got to talking, and she was asking me about me, and, and I'm sure Dr. Mady had done told them that I was a minister, you know. And she got to talking to me about it. And I laid there on the bed and talked to her while I was coming out of it. And she wanted to know my whole life story. And I was glad to, I was glad to share it with her. But most of all, I was glad to share with her a testimony after living the life of sin a testimony that how God brought me in, saved me, Amen, and where He brought me from, and where He's got me at today. And I bragged, I mean, I bragged on the church. 
People say you ain't supposed to brag. I think you, I don't think there's anything wrong with it on the church that God has allowed me to pastor for 24 years. Along, if you have your Bible this morning, would you stand with me as we honor God's Word? And I'm going to be in chapter three of the book of Philippians, where Paul was writing to the Philippian church there at Philippi, and as he was ending the letter up here in chapter three, he said these words. He was encouraging them. And when I read this, it encouraged me to encourage you this morning. And he was encouraging the church there to pray, keep pressing toward the mark. And so he said, Finally, my brethren, tell us he was talking to the church, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me, indeed, is not grievous, uh, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of concision, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Did anybody get that? Have no confidence in the flesh. He said, For we are the circumcision, not of the flesh, which what he was talking about, if you want to understand it, back in the days you had to, the male child had to be circumcised within so many days there in order to show that he was a Jew, uh, a chosen one of God. But Paul was told about that circumcision not of the flesh, that we don't worship God anymore in the flesh, but He said we rejoice in the Spirit in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. I'm going to tell you something this morning, if you give me just a second here. If you're counting on your flesh getting you to heaven, then you're going to wind up in hell. That's as plain as I can make it this morning. Did anybody misunderstand what I said? He said, though I might, Paul said, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinks that, he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I even more. Circumcision, the eighth day. Paul was telling me, he said, I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law a Pharisee concerning zeal, that was a go-getter, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, uh, which is in the law, blameless. But what things, I were, what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yet doubtless I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, uh, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, uh, and do count them but dung, that's a body wasted material, that I may win Christ. Heavenly Father, we bow our humble heads this morning, as humbly as we know how. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that affected you this morning, because without it I couldn't stand here this morning, God, and do what you've called me to do. God, I thank you from the Holy Spirit that I feel from the time I walked in the doors this morning and seen this congregation. 
I thank You for them this morning, Lord. I thank You for their obedience. I thank You for their faithfulness this morning. And Lord, that just keeps me a-keeping on. Father, I pray this morning, Lord, that I might reach out to somebody and may be able to help them through Your Word this morning, Lord. I pray, God, that every ear will be open and every heart will be ready to receive, God, what You have for us to take home and work on during this week. Father, I thank You for the Word, Lord, that's powerful, it's strong, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It'll cut off the rough ages of us. It'll help us, God, uh, to get to where we need to be to be fit for heaven. Heavenly Father, I just pray now for obedience from everyone in here. I pray, God, that You'll visit up and down each pew, visit each heart this morning. And if there's one here, God, that's not ready to meet You, I pray, God, that You will just stop and speak to them and give them this opportunity, Lord, to come and get ready today. Father, we thank You for the Holy Spirit this morning. And I ask now, God, that you just give me the strength and the help, and I know you will, God, because I know without you I would be nothing. And I pray you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to back up there where I started at before we get on over any further. And so Paul here, he said, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same thing to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is, for you it is safe. Now Peter wrote over, I believe it was in 1 Peter, might have been 2 Peter, and he said, I think, I think that it's God's will that I remind you of what he said. Not that I have not told you before, but he said, I feel like as long as I am in this tabernacle, in this body, and Peter was growing old, I need to stir up your mind. We need our minds stirred up sometimes. Hey man, I'm afraid there's too many of us that fell in uh, to falsism or fell in uh, uh, fell into just uh, uh, what formality. We've got used to coming to church. We've got used to sitting on a pew. We've got used to going home. And we get home and we've got used to not knowing one thing that was preached. Hey man, or not, nothing that we had heard this morning. That is formality. We have got out of whack with God. And I believe it's time the church, not just this church, but I'm talking about the church, is, uh, gets back into realizing who God is and what the church is all about. Amen. He said, come in. He said, enter my house with thanksgiving and praise. Amen. Uh, he said over in the book of, uh, over in the book of Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, uh, Paul was writing to the Roman church and he said this, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, uh, by the mercies of God, that ye, that you, he's talking to you, uh, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, uh, holy and acceptable uh, unto God, which is your reasonable service, uh, and be not conformed, don't be connected to the, the conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect uh, will of God. So Paul said there, we're supposed to enter uh, God's house. We're supposed to come to His house uh, and present ourselves unto God. Amen? And how do we present ourselves unto God? We present ourselves unto God because we're prayed up and we're ready to go. Amen? When we get to church... uh, so many people wants to wait till they get to church uh, and hope the preacher or the singers uh, 
can make them feel a little bit good. Hey, man, uh, make them feel a little bit good. Uh, uh, people like to go on feelings. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, friends. Uh, if I've counted on walking on feelings or being here this morning on feelings, uh, I would be at home in the bed. Uh, but I don't walk on my feeling, Mark. I walk on my faith of God. Hey, man, uh, uh, this morning feelings is only going to last you for a little while. Uh, but I'm going to say this. You say, well, you're not supposed to feel good. Yes, you're supposed to feel good. I mean, you ought to feel better than the world feels. Uh, why? Because you've got something to feel good about. You've been born again. Uh, you have escaped hell fire and the lake of fire and brimstone. So we've got something. We need to present ourselves on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. We need to present ourselves to praise God because God died for our sins. Amen. Amen. Paul says, so it's not grievous for me to write the same thing to you and to warn you. And he's warning us here. He said, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision, for we are the circumcision which worship, worship God in the Spirit, not in the flesh. You can't worship God in the flesh. Some people looking at me, well, like, how do you worship Him? Sure, God gives us, and He told us back over there in one of the pistols, He told us that He give us these instruments to worship Him with. Amen, but in order to worship with the instruments God gives us, these hands, these feet, uh, this mouth uh, uh, to talk with, uh, these ears to hear, He gives us all of these and He uses our instruments to worship Him, the bodily, to worship Him with. But it's got to come through the Holy Spirit uh, and we've got to worship Him in the Spirit, amen. Because if you don't have it, then you don't know nothing about it. So he went on, he said, though I might also have, and went on down through the, he had consent, uh, verse 6, he said, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Now, let me fill you in here so you can better understand. Uh, Paul was reminding them uh, that he uh, one time uh, was not an apostle. He one time was not a mighty man of God because before he got reformed on the road to Damascus, uh, I've read the life story of Paul. I've got a book on him. He was a mean, little, bow-legged, bald-headed, ornery man. Amen. He was. People were scared to death of him. He was, you say, well, was he crazy? Let me tell you something about the Apostle Paul. He was one of the most highly educated in his class of scholarship that was. He, he, he graduated a lot higher than any of the rest. He had the best teacher on the law back in that day, a man called Camelia, which the Jews was trying to live under the laws but they had not recognized that Jesus had come uh, and grace had appeared. Amen. Uh, now, He didn't come to destroy the law. Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law, but I come to fulfill the law. Uh, now, Paul said over in Romans, uh, he said the law was good at that time, uh, but because before the law was, uh, then there was nothing to show people what sin was, uh, so there was no sin. People could live any way they wanted to. Uh, 
But after God sent the laws and gave the laws, uh, then the law showed them uh, what sin was. Uh, in other words, the law marks said, these do's and don'ts here that I'm giving you. Don't commit adultery. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't murder. Don't do this and don't do that. Honor thy father and mother. Do all these things. Uh, but then they were more than just a Ten Commandment laws. God gave them more laws. Uh, after that, I believe 160-some laws. Uh, I'm not sure on that that God had gave. Uh, but Paul was under the law. Paul was brought up under the law, uh, taught under the law. So when he said he was going down there to Damascus, on the road to Damascus, uh, to Jerusalem down there, I believe it was, uh, to destroy the church as he often done, uh, he had letters from the high council to go down there and do it and to destroy the church, uh, the church of Jesus Christ, which had believed in grace and accepted grace uh, and was worshiping Jesus in the grace. And Paul said, that's wrong. Uh, their leader said, that's wrong. Uh, and so Paul went down and just took from them uh, whatever he wanted to take. So Paul became uh, a rich man, so to speak, uh, but taken from others, from the church. Uh, but one day God said, Paul, enough is enough. <laughs> Amen. He said, enough is enough. And on the road to Damascus, Paul said this in his writings. Uh, he said, me and my men were going down there to do what we usually do. That would destroy the church, take men and women uh, and put them in prison for teaching and preaching and believing in Jesus Christ. Uh, and God said, but that's enough. Uh, and the Bible said it struck him down. Uh, hey man, a great light shined around him. Uh, and struck him to the ground and blinded him. And the Bible said over in the book of Acts, Brother Mark, the Bible said that Paul's, the men standing around said, We heard a voice, and they were affrighted, but they saw no man. I want to tell you, my friends, we need to listen to somebody's voice that we can't see today. We can't see God, but we can still hear what He has for us in store today. And he blinded Paul, and Paul said, Lord, uh, Lord, says, what's going on here? So, and God said, Paul, said, Paul, said, I want you to go into Damascus. But you know, when he told Paul to go into Damascus, told Paul where to go, God was working on a man in Damascus already to take care of Paul. Man by the name of Ananias, a disciple of the Lord. So God, they said they led Paul in. Them guys was with him. Can you imagine? Them guys, the Bible said they was afraid. They was afraid. They heard this voice, Paul, Paul, why persecutest thou me? It don't do you no good to kick against the pricks. You say, what were they talking about? The asking a lot of time when he went to hook them up. They would fight against it. They didn't want to work. They didn't want to go the way their masters wanted them to go. And they would kick and do everything from doing it. He said, Paul, you can kick all you want to, uh, but I've got you and I'm going to keep you. Uh, you can fight all you want to, but you're going to lose, Paul. He said, I'm handing you into Damascus. And Paul went into Damascus in three days. He was there blind. The Bible said he ate nothing or he drank nothing in them three days. But the Bible said, Ananias, I'm sending a man down to you. He's blind. He's blind. He can't see. 
He said, I want you to go down there in three days and I want you to lay hands on him. He said, lay hands on him so the scales will fall off his eyes. He, can, he said, give him three days because I'm going to work on him for three days. Ananias said, Lord, he said, I have heard by many of this man how he persecuted the church. God told Ananias, Ananias, I'm paraphrasing here, Ananias, he said, you just do what I told you to do. He said, this man is a chosen vessel for me. And that wasn't all he said. He said, he's a chosen vessel. And he said, I'm going to show him how great things he's going to suffer for my name's sake. And suffered he did. And so this is what Paul later in years after his conversion was preaching or taught right in the Bible. He said, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. I think back to my sinful days sometimes. And right now is one of them. When I thought, just as Paul thought he was, a mighty big man. Nobody could tell him what to do and not to do. And I thought of the sins, many, many sins that I went through. Some people said, why in the world did God call somebody like Apostle Paul who had persecuted the church and was so mean and honest? I said, I don't know. I said, but when I really figure out why God called this old boy, then I'll let you know. Amen, brother. Come on, brother. You know, God said He would take the ignorant and confound the wise. Oh, yeah. Come on, brother. That's Bible, church. Bible. It's not what we preach. It's not what we teach. But it's how we live what we teach. Anybody can study and get in this pulpit and they can sound good and make it sound good and they can tell everybody else about their sins up here. They can tell everybody else about how good they are and how righteous they are and how sorry the rest of us are. You can get in the pulpit and do that. It's dangerous if you're not living what you preach. So it's not that, Tim, what we stand in this pulpit and preach and teach. That's not what it's all about. It's how do we live it. How do we live it. And that's why Paul, that's why Paul back over here, he wrote about them and warned them. He said, beware of dogs. That, he's talking about there, these dogs, these false, false prophets. Beware of evil workers. Beware of a conciliation. And so, and so that's why Paul was warning them. And that's why, church, I'm warning you today, not everybody stand behind a pulpit uh, and preaches the Word of God. Uh, amen. Live the Word of God. And if you can't live the Word of God and walk the Word of God, then you don't need to be in a pulpit preaching it. Amen. Well, that come out good, didn't it? Brother Dean, that's what I try to preach is the truth. 
lot of people don't like it, Paul, but I can't help that. That's their problem. He said, Yet thou, listen, I count all things but done for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung at the body, wasted material, goes out, you know what he's saying, that I may win Christ. He said, all the things that I gained out there when I was a sinner, when I was doing these things unknowingly, uh, he said, robbing from the Christian people, uh, and I was wealthy, I was getting wealthy and all of this, but he said, I look back now, uh, after God has changed me, I look back now, and I counted them worth nothing as dung. That's wasted material to go through our body. He said that's all they was worth. He said, uh, and he went ahead and he said, uh, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ Jesus. Amen. Glory to God this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen verse 9. He said, and be found in Him. Be found in him, him who in Christ. Be found, brother Billy. He he said that I may be found in Christ. Listen to this, and be found in Him, Christ, not having mine own righteousness, mine own righteousness, what he did have under the law, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, uh, Christ the righteousness which is of God by faith. Whew, boy, is anybody getting this? Oh, yeah, brother. Is anybody oh. getting I was about to get excited there. My wife doesn't warn me about that. My doctor doesn't warn me about it. I got I'll shoulder a bunch of stitches in it. He said, you can preach. But he said, knowing you, he said, don't you be a slinging that arm around. Yeah. He said, don't get too excited. He just don't know me, church. When I get about talking about Jesus, where He brought me from, Tracy, where He's got me at today. (laughs) Yeah, the devil's come. The devil's come again. Me and my wife for the last three years tried to tear us down, take us down. Uh, He tried it me, and he didn't work. Now he started on my wife, and it's not working on her. And I got news for him. It's not going to work. Amen. Why? Because God is my Lord and my Savior, uh, and I'm not going to give up till God says it's time to give up. I may suffer through persecution, but Paul wrote about that. That's what he wrote. He said that I, he said, through the righteousness which is of God by faith, he said that I may know him, him who, Christ, uh, and the power, I like that, and the power uh, of the res- his resurrection uh, and the fellowship of his sufferings uh, being made conformable unto his death. I want to be like him. Uh, I want to know more about him. Uh, he said in verse 11, if by any means uh, I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though, Paul said in verse 12, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but listen, I follow after else that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Paul said here, and a great apostle, and he said here, he said, by any means I might attain or no more about the resurrection of the dead. 
not as though I had already attained. Paul said, I've not attained. I've not attained yet. Either were already perfect. But he said, I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Paul said, yeah, I'm saved. Yeah, I know Jesus Christ. Yes, I know that he died for our sin. Yes, I know I'm a Christian. And just being a Christian for Paul and for any of us oughtn't to be enough. That oughtn't to be enough. Paul said, it's good to know I'm a Christian. It's good to know that God has called me as an apostle. But he said, I've not apprehended. In other words, what he was saying, Brother Mark, he said, I know God has got more for me. Let me tell you something, church. If you want more, God's got it. I would have got a whole lot more amen than that. I said, if you want more of God, you can get it. A lot of people just got enough of religion, it makes them miserable. Mm, that didn't go over well, did it? I didn't get no amen there. <laughs> got a few head shakes, but they were weak. I said, a lot of people just got enough of religion. Not salvation, religion to make them miserable. One day religion. One day religion. Paul said, oh, he said, I know there's more. He said, he's given me what I really need. But he said, I want to know more. Oh, yeah. Somebody sang a song about, might have been Janet and him, I want to know more about my Jesus. I want to know more about my Lord. That's what Paul was saying, Janet. I want to know more. I know God's got more for me. I know he has. I know the Lord's got more for this old boy here. And I know he's got more for you and you and everybody else out there. He's got more for you. Uh, he loves you. He died for you. And he wants you to know him more. Know him in a personal relationship. Amen, he said, brethren, he said, I count not myself to have apprehended. He said, but this one thing I do. And I thought, no, Lord, have been at the end of that do. This one thing I do, he said, forgetting, listen to what he said, forgetting those things, forgetting those times that I persecuted the churches and all the things that I done wrong. Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do know, forgetting those things which are behind <laughs> and reaching for oh God. Let this arm be still for just a minute. Apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before me. I'm not looking at my past. Everybody else does enough of that. I don't have to do it. I'm not looking at my past. I'm not looking back to where I've been. I'm looking to where I'm headed. Amen. So Paul said, brother, I count not myself to have apprehended. I've not got it all yet. I'm not there yet. I'm still learning. I still die. He said, but one thing I do know. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark. Paul said, I press toward the mark. Listen to this. For the high, for the prize of the 
of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. How many of us is pressing towards the mark this morning? Give God a hand of praise this morning. Paul said, all I suffer for Christ's sake. Sometimes these old bodies, we get mad at God because we're sick and ill and all of that. But Sister Sheila, let me tell you something. We prayed, and I hope you didn't take that drink of what I said to you the other night about not putting your hands on me and praying for me if you didn't have the faith. <laughs> You've known me long enough to know that I'm crazy, right? But let me get something straight right now. Let me, just listen to me just a minute. God don't heal everybody right then and now. Let me tell you something. God uses Christians to go through things to strengthen us that they may know how to reach out and help others that don't understand. That's right, Brother Mark. We see that we know. Oh, it'd been awful easy for me to just throw up my hand these last three years and saying, I quit. I quit. God, I don't know why you, God, you, this ain't right, God. You letting things happen to me like this. But I didn't. I didn't. All oh, the devil con- tried to convince me a time or two, and I sort of convinced. But then when I look back, when I look back and I read back, and I, listen to me, and I know I've got to close here in a minute. When I look back and I see what Jesus Christ went through me, for me, Brother Paul, what He went through for me and the sufferings He went through and the sufferings I put Him through, my suffering is very small for Him. It cost Him His life. He suffered death, shame, and agony for me. I've never suffered to the point of death. I thought I had a few times. Thought I had a few times. But the good news is, church, God's not done with me yet. He's not done with me yet. Paul said, I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ. What is the high calling of God? What is the prize? The prize is eternal life. We're going to go through some storms in this world, we're going to go through some heartaches. We're going to wonder why in the world does God let these evil people seem like they got everything, seem like they never have no sickness, no problem. And here I am, God, a Christian. I don't understand why the, why the Christians have to suffer. Well, we have to suffer as He suffered. For Christ's sake. We've got to go through suffering. We've got to go through death. We've got to go through it all. My friend, no matter what we got to go through, listen to me for just a second before I close. Doesn't matter how much we go through. How much we go through. Paul said, just keep on keeping on, keep pressing toward your mark. One of these days, when we get there, we're going to look back and we're going to say everything we went through has been worth, been worth the pride, Brother Mark. Been worth the pride. Paul said, not as though I'd already got it. And he went on and he said a lot more things on chapter 3. But, but the main thing is today, church, let's keep pressing forward. I know we're living in times. It's hard, isn't it? 
I mean, it's hard. Did the devil tell you this morning, try to give you an excuse not to go to church? Huh? How many does he give an excuse not to go to church? He'll do it every week. Just get ready for it. He'll do it every week. How many is glad they didn't listen to the devil when they came to God's house this morning? Give, give, 